everybody. Welcome to Babs Buzz. No, I didn't fall off the face of the earth. I am certain I missed you more than you missed me because you've probably all been writing, haven't you? Yes, you have. Uh, hi, Michael. Welcome back. Uh, good to talk to you as always. Good to see you. Michael and I did a sound check in February. That was nice. We did some pre-production checking, you know, because Skype changes from time to time. And um, he said to me, so I said, you ready to tape? He goes, no, we don't do anything like that in February. And and it was so ironic because my husband and I, we love the people born in February, but we can't stand the month. Don't know why. Nothing in February is something we dig. So here we are in March. I'm going to start the show by uh, first talking about, you You all know what a fan I am of Brian O'Malley's company, Screenplay Readers. They've just added something called the Script Hub. Now, remember, whenever I promote these things, I have no vested interest in them. I take the time to fly at my own expense and meet the team that I work with, whether it be a lawyer, a producer, a writer. Um, in this case, a Brian O'Malley, I, I actually, I don't know how, oh, I remember Debbie turned me on to him and then we got to know each other. And I said, look, I can't read everything I get. Can I offload my the potential hooks that I like and the potential pitches I like to your company? You charge, you get me your best readers and give me the coverage. And, and he said, sure. And I said, uh, no money ever changes hands. Obviously, we're WGA, and uh, I wouldn't take it anyway because it's just he's, his company is terrific. They save me a lot of time, and he goes through his readers pretty rigorously. I trust his judgment. Um, I know the guy. He, he's 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 a he's he's just rock solid. So screenplay readers, as you know, is one of my favorites. There's other script quack, you know, whatever script pimp, but they're my go-to mostly because they make the art of coverage af- affordable to you know anybody. So the script hub, if you've ever gotten coverage from screenplay readers, you will get free access to the script hub to list many of your scripts as you want free of charge. The more detail you include in your listing, yes, I am reading this, (laughs) the higher it ranks. For example, if you just list a log line and email, it will rank lower than someone who attaches their scripts or the coverage they're in. Scripts with recommend show up uh, on the listings higher than considers and so on. Well, that makes sense because people, you know, they go to the blacklist for scripts and they go to, you know, the recommends. And and let me tell you, recommends is not a slam dunk. And I'll get to that in a second if I can remember, Michael. Oy. Um, I do have laryngitis, kids, so bear with me. I have an ear infection that is manifested in some oral fullness that is creating this incredibly impossible post-nasal drip. So on Tuesday, I go to the doctor. They're going to blow that thing out. Okay, so, yeah, recommends. I've assigned... Uh, one writer based on two recommends there it, it was kind of a, a jekyll and hyde moment the the jekyll was the guy thought he walked on water the hyde moment was the script was not developed and he thought he was going to go to hollywood just walk in the door and sell it no hello that is extremely rare i mean more rare than you can um imagine when you get right down to it um i got to remember to talk about that so yeah so in in fact um recommends get our attention and we start reading. And I've said, I've called Brian on this. I said, you know, Brian, your reader gave this guy a recommend. Let me tell you why I disagree with it. But it's in the end, remember kids, it's a subjective business. What I like, so I work with Kathy Monravio of 30 Years Universal, Chicks and Manager. She's amazing. There's really very little she doesn't know. And she's always learning, believe it or not. Even she is learning. And we compare notes and, and she sent me a couple of scripts I don't care for. I've sent her some. She said, no, but Barbara, it's just not, it's not clicking for me. And I get that. I get that. So uh, anyway, I urge you to watch out for the um, script hub. He's going to, he's in beta right now. 
Um, you can go to HTTPS. I'll send the links to Michael. And then, you know, if you're a customer already, you'll um, you'll really dig checking it out. And you can test it and you can give Brian O'Malley your feedback and say Babs from Babs Buzz a silver patella agency sent you and also we don't let producers agents or industry folk in and <clears throat> to see any scripts unless they fill out the form and he they are approved of so there's no trollers coming in and out of his website you know he's trying to make it he's trying to let you know about the people he knows and that's good because those people if there's interest in a script who do you think he's going to call he's going to he's not going to call ghostbusters he's going to call me right he's going to go hey babs this script is getting some action. You need to call this writer and find out what he's doing. Um, so the writers see the list of scripts. They can edit their listings or delete them at any time. They can't click uh, on any of the details except their own scripts. Okay. So let's start off with a couple of success stories. Um, let's see. We've got we've got a couple. Uh, we've got Greg Houghton. Let's review the uh, Jess. Let's review the uh, Houghton story. I signed Greg Houghton, I think, four years ago for a couple of years. We, we kind of didn't click after a little while because I just couldn't do that much for him. But it was nothing personal. We love each other. He's like a brother to me. Uh, he's he really is, and I mean that. And he knows that. And I'm like his older sister. So I, but I always remained a fan, and I know it's in his arsenal. And while I was growing the business, his uh, script, good old boy, went into pre-pro, produced, and started to make the circuit around limited release. And let me tell you, this guy is getting accolades everywhere good old boy is shown. Standing ovations, awards left and right. I mean, the guy is just sitting back, zero ego going, okay, I'm working on the next one, and I'm really jazzed. Because what that does is, as you know, when you have a credit and your movie's out there, um, it, what it does is it puts a lot of wind in your sails people take notice there was even no kidding this is not rumor there was even talk of him getting an oscar nod for screenwriting so there are people who see something in this guy same thing i saw to make me a great person all it does is make me somebody with pretty damn good taste so now so i meet him by phone i was part of a free gift you know you know you get coverage you get 20 minutes with an agent some kind of, so he sends me the script crawl which was reviewed by Jenny, uh, Denny, what's his name? Halpern, the director of, uh, Michael, you'll find it for me, the director of Die Hard 2. Um, anyway, so he's the director and he directs Die Hard 2 and he's one of the judges and he names it as best um, action feature. And so Greg, uh, Greg Houghton sends me the script. I think it's Rennie Hal, Halpern. Oh God, I'm terrible with names. God forgive me. I'm in the worst business for that too. <laughs> it's probably going to come back to bite me someday. But I remember things okay so i read crawl and i fall in love with the guy's voice i mean it's just the the story is adorable it's about these four guys want to pull their last heist and what happens they know each other far too well and some of the personal garbage that they've you know sort of you know the quiet grudges that people hold over the years that start to manifest at the wrong times really great script well that was four years ago and i met this producer online really nice man endless media and a jeep he's just the guy's got chops of steel he says, you know, I'm looking for something that's just a little different, a little funny, a little weird, a little wacky. I said, you need to read Crawl. Well, he uh, bought the option, and, uh, and there was some money exchanged, which is very nice. You know, I don't talk dollars, but we're very happy. The writer is happy, but we're more happy with these things as follows. You ready? Write them down. I said, Najib, I want this shot. He said, it's going to be shot. Uh, what's the budget? He told me I was very happy. So was my writer. The terms, very happy. My writer's happy. I mentioned something that you may not be aware of, but whoever your agent is, I want to mention this to you so you don't forget because it ties into the good old boy story. 
when I talked to Najib, and this guy's so smart, and his attorney's really nice. I mean, it was just a nice transaction all around. Guy is now remember, I'm meeting them by phone, vetting them, you know, online like I normally do. I promise nothing. I try to deliver, but I can't be them, right? I don't know what's in their head. We all go in. Rennie ha Rennie Harlan, thank you, Michael, my producer of steel. We gotta get you, we gotta Photoshop your head with like the S underneath, like Superman. Okay, so it's Rennie Harlan. Forgive me, Rennie. I know you're not listening, so I'm not worried about it. So <clears throat> to tie back to good old boy. So I'm I'm talking to Najib on the phone. I said, Najib, I have a, I have one thing. This is personal and you can take it for what it's worth. It doesn't matter to me if you give it any credence. I just want to get it out there because it might mean something to you and it may not. And that is the musical underscore for any given film. I am unfortunately and fortunately, I'm a musician and I know music. Doesn't mean I'm a virtuoso. Doesn't mean I'm a composer. Doesn't mean any of that, but I have a really good ear. If you watch the movie Lady Hawk, you will be amazed as to how bad the music is. It will rock. You, you'll sit back and go, oh, my God, why don't they remake this? Just for now, I, I know why they don't, because Rutger Hauer. Oh, please. The guy was you just wanted to bite him. Right. And Michelle Pfeiffer as Lady Hawk. I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. great. Matthew Broderick. Great script. Great story. Great ending. Isabeau. Right. OK. The music is terrible to this day it's on my rewatch list and i can't bring myself to do it because of the music so i said that to say this i go najib look please set some money aside for music because on, on, a, on a film like crawl you get some great grunge in there you get some great rap in there you get some classical rock i mean there's there's stuff that musical supervisors are really really knowledgeable you look at the musical supervisor for a uh, valley of the uh, um a valley girl Fantastic. Probably one of the best musical supervisors in the history of show business with Matrix musical supervisor there. Same thing. These musical supervisors, they call material and they know the way they know music. They know how story moves. They know what the director wants. They listen very well and they get it done. I mean, you listen to the song. I la 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 love you. That's in Valley Girl. It's perfect. They're cruising the boulevard. You can't miss. Okay, Matrix, same deal. So I told him music is important. I said, please don't forget about the music budget. So the, the conversation goes great. He's on board. Obviously, nobody promises anything. Still an option, but it should go. They probably will start. Um, they probably won't go to camera for a year, but at least we know everything's in motion. I said all that to say this. I told my client, these are the four things I'm going to talk about. And I told him after the fact. I said, well, I didn't get a chance to tell you what I'm going to go over, but no, I did. I'm wrong. Michael, I correct myself. I did talk to my writer first. I said, Greg, this is what I'm going to talk about. Is that okay with you? He goes, Barbara, I can't believe you just said that. One of the challenges we faced in doing good old boy is, you know, we wanted to make sure the music was right. And so he said, that's very special to me that you thought of that. And I only thought of that. Number one, I'm a musician, but number two is my backstory. I was a secretary to an agent, Robert Light, and he, his clients were composers for feature film and television. And I have to tell you, I learned a lot from that. What I learned is most directors know who they want. So all these, they're like composers, all these people that are pitching, just like writers, they know who they want to work with. So congratulations to uh, Greg Houghton for that. That's awesome. Next on the congratulations parade is Jesse Michael Orenda. Jesse Michael, oh, by the way, that crawl story, four years in the making. Signed him. Four years later, okay, so how much of that was the agent working? Well, some of it, obviously, but it was luck. It was luck. Pure luck. The 
right moment, the right producer, the right script. The agent shows up, does her job, gets it done. Client likes the terms, boom, done. And what I love about Greg Houghton is he communicates a lot. If he's not sure about something, he puts it in writing and says, hey, wait a minute, I need some help here, which is going to bridge into the other things I'm going to talk about. Jesse Michael Orenduff, author, the award-winning author I signed, my first writer that I signed as a novelist because I saw a TV series in his books, uh, The Pot Thief. Um, we, Philip Turner in New York, he's our liaison for literary. We don't do novels anymore. It's just too, takes too long to read them. And, uh, and the business has changed so much. It's so digital that kind of doesn't really pay for us to go there. It's just too much labor, labor. If I was retired and living on, you know, a pension, then it would matter. I could read and do what I want, but my time is very precious uh, and I guard it. Uh, so anyway, this guy, Jesse, Michael Orenduff is an award-winning mystery writer. He's really got a great voice. Well, he got an, a professional editor out of open road as part of the deal when they re-upped his deal. And the editor made all the difference. So for those of you who say, oh, coverage, no, 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 no. You, you, we as writers, and I'm a novelist, so I know what I'm talking about. We as writers, we have tunnel vision. We only see what's in our head. And we put it on the page. And so when someone comes along and says, hey, how about this? You go, eh, maybe. And then you go, yeah. So congratulations to Jesse Michael Orenduff for his su successful release of The Pottery Thief Who Studied Georgia O'Keeffe. Available at Amazon on Kindle. Buy it, please. Thank you. Yeah, that was a shameless plug. Okay. I signed a writer. This is kind of odd. I see this Twitter feed. I've never done this before. I see this Twitter feed. And this guy, Robert Dillon, is, is out there talking and, you know, chatting. And he's really smart. And I said, hey, send me something. And he does. Oh, my dog. The guy blew me away. He sends me a script called Jane about a, a female hit person. I haven't read anything that good since I read The Revenant. And I read The Revenant as part of a reader's group, and I knew nothing about it. I didn't know it was being shot. I didn't know it was sold. I didn't even know what Revenant meant. I had to look it up. One of the best scripts I've ever read. If you can get your hands on it, read it. Um, anyway, I signed Robert Dillon because <laughs> this is ironic. He's an agent <laughs> in New York. He was a teacher. He still is. And he has two scripts that I fell in love with, The Bronx. Oh, no, it's called Bronx and Jane. Both kick literary but i'm telling you kids there's there's some great writers out there i mean this guy is he's got voice he really does he I, i'm gonna put him in front of a couple of good producers that i really like i see a series in jane i really do there's no question it could go to amazon or netflix and now i have a nice connection in the name of a producer who can take my stuff there and that took oh i don't know two years to do so i signed robert dylan congratulations uh, Robert for signing with us and he's probably a better agent than me although he wouldn't say that because he's a school teacher but the guy is just a great writer he's a super talent um, whether or not he makes it as a writer is anyone's guess you know you roll the dice um, okay so a couple of weeks ago this is under the category of what not to do if you think that there is something that your agent has to know that is important to you Tell them in writing. Don't just tell them on the phone. Because you may think you told somebody something, and you may be 100% sure you did, but I can tell you many times, I am certain I told something something to someone in my head that I talked to, and I did, never got around to doing it. And I go, didn't I tell you that? And they go, no, you don't. Okay. So people are human. They make boo-boos. But someone told me something that I am certain 
As sure as I'm sitting here, I never heard. The reason I know I never heard it is because I have a boilerplate DNA reaction to someone who tells me I signed fill in the blanks. Because what I do is after the screaming is done, after I'm done screaming, which is part of why I have the laryngitis. No, I'm kidding. That's an ear thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did yell, however. No. As soon as someone says to me, well, I signed or I'm about to sign fill in the blanks. The first thing I do is I mute the phone and yell. The next thing I do is I go, what do you mean you're so what? I need to see that. Here's why I need to see that. Number one, my CFO has to look at it because he's got infinitely more experience than I am, than I have. And number two, if my client signs something, my books and my clients and all my stuff is, we're WGA. We have an open book. They, they can they can look at us anytime, upside down, left and right. They don't do it too much anymore. They did in the beginning because I was new. But any deal that happens, they have a right to say, hey, can we see that? And I have to give it to them. So um, this guy tells me he, he gave me something he didn't. Here's the problem. He said it in front of two of my associates who are peers who I never met. Now, that's not such a bad thing either because me being me, I roll with this stuff. I mean, I just do. It's, it's, it's in my DNA. And I said, really? I, I was shocked, obviously. And he said, yeah, we talked about this. You don't remember. Well, I would remember. Um, but I said, okay. So I go back to the other people in the room. We're on speakerphone. It's conference call. There's four of us total, me, the writer, two other people. And I said, okay, well, here's where I'm happy. I'm happy that you're doing what you're doing for my client. I'm really excited that you jumped in on fill in the blanks. I'm very jazzed that you have this person interested fill in the blank there. Bring us a package, bring us some deal points. And she said, well, you know, I, I need to know, you know, what your package looks like. And I said, and this is important you get this, kids, because I can't tell you how important this is to get this. If you're listening, say yes. I don't package. I can't package. You need a special, special designation from the WGA and you have to pay for it. There are WGA agents who package. I don't. I cold read, cold call. That's it. I promise nothing. I show up. I do it because I love story. It's a hobby that turned into a business and the business is really picking up. And that doesn't mean I'm rolling in dough. I'm not. I still have to have a little part-time job to pay the rent. But the fact is we're busy. Our phones are ringing and the emails are coming in and the emails are definitely going out. So I was a little disappointed with this particular writer. He's a real talent. He's got a couple of good pieces. Nothing great that um, I would say, but there's one in there that's really pretty damn good. Some really great writing. He does have one great one. But the guy's got potential. And I've been nurturing this guy for the last four years. I've been encouraging him and nurturing him and pulling him up and saying, this is what you, and giving him notes. And I find this out in a very potentially embarrassing way. Now I can take it. I'm a big girl. I pull my big girl pants up and I get over it. Here's the point of the story. Are you still listening? I hope so. Cause I'm taking time for you. Don't sign anything. Always get the opinion of an agent, especially a WGA agent or an attorney. The good news was this particular person he signed with was an attorney. So it was a benefit really for him. What was not good was the utter surprise. You know, the agent's not, suppo- the agent's not supposed to be like, you know, OJ putting the glove on in the courtroom and the damn thing doesn't fit. That's really not a good moment, right? So, I mean, I think the attorney got it and it's all good. And the writer is a good guy. He's just a really decent man. I have to, you know, I just told him on the phone, look, I got to agree to disagree with you. It didn't happen that way, but okay, whatever. I'm happy that you got a team working for you. Let's sell this puppy. Let's see this movie made. Let's get you some dough. Let's get you a credit. So that was really, really good. So what not to do? 
two things. Here you go. Write it down. Don't sign anything. And if an offer comes in, you sleep on it. Anytime we get an offer in our agency, this is our protocol. We do not rush. Why? Because this is the slowest business in the world. Just because you have a fast internet connection doesn't mean everybody has to move at lightning speed. If someone wants something, they'll be there tomorrow. I promise you. Okay. So now I'm my cue for myself is see written notes, which speaks to what's the rush. One of you guys who's a fan of the show uh, sent me a log line that was really bad. And the pitch was so convoluted, wordy, high tone and snooty that the, di- the, the grit and the, 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 the sweat of the actual piece all I could think of was really, what are you doing? I mean, how, look at, if you're going to write a log line, write crap and then refine it, but don't write this high tone and fancy to do log line about a Western. That's just, that's, that doesn't, I want to see dirt and dust and cow manure and horse banging on the ground with his hoof. I want to, I want to get that. You want to learn something quick about screenwriting? I'm assuming you say yes. Read The Revenant. Oh, my dog. That will open your eyes. I could not put it down. I'm so proud of the fact that my review of it, before I knew anything about it, so proud of this kids. Oh, my dog. Talk about gratification. I nailed it. And you know me. I don't do that a lot. I don't say, oh, I did this. and I don't do that. This, oh, let's get some trumpets. Let's get the parade going because I nailed it. You read The Revenant. You're in for the education of your life. And uh, there might be a test on that next show, Michael. Remind me. Um, okay, so this is important. This is another thing you guys need to write down. Do not pitch me without a copyright case number or a copyright number. Case number means you started the process at the US copyright. I will not read you. I'm not reading anyone ever again without a US copyright number. Long and boring reasons for this. The short version version is I can't sell it. What if I love it? Then I can't sell it. Something happened. An offer came in on one of our scripts. I couldn't sell it. Why? The guy didn't have a copyright. The producer goes, what the hell? I go, sorry. He forgot. He did WGA. WGA registration is a pretty little piece of paper. It's lovely. It will motivate you. You, writer, did a script. Yay, you. Does nothing for me. It's nothing in the business. No disrespect to the Writers Guild. They know what I mean. They know what I'm talking about. You. Dear writer, you're not legally protected then, right? So now you've got this stuff out there that no one, there's my English voice, right? You know how I pop that in now and again, that no one can sell. Why? Because it's like trying to sell a car without the pink slip, without the title. Oh, yeah, I own that car. Prove it. And then you sell it to some wizard pink slip. I don't have it. What? You just sold, you just sold somebody a stolen car. Oh, yeah, baby. That's the God's honest truth, baby. All right. Conversations I overheard. If I hear someone in the coffee house go, wouldn't that make a great movie? Don't write it. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) If you hear someone say, no one's ever done that. Eh, Wrong. If you say, oh, this is huge. And we're going to wrap up the show in a few minutes because we're closing in on 30 minutes. Oh, Michael, where does the time go? Oh, dear God, I'm aging by the minute. Um, And then I have to close with this thing about... um, um, Nichols fellowship. Don't let me forget, Michael. I wrote it down. Okay. So you hear me typing things. So I don't forget stuff. Cause I'm so busy. I'm so slammed. I don't want you guys to miss a thing. And I miss you. And I know you miss me. Okay. I have a guy 
who came to me two years ago, who shall remain nameless, and the way he writes probably will remain so. He sent, and I absolutely mean that, the guy is just so full of himself. It's really a shame because he can write, but he's so, there are writers, when you, I want you to read The Revenant. See if you can find it. I have it, but I'm not going to distribute it. You go look for it. Make it part of your homework. I dare you to not read that in one sitting. The only reason why I read it in two sittings is because I was I started it late at night and I'm reading this and I'm going, I got to see where this goes. And I read another page and I, my, I, and I found myself skimming and I didn't want to because it was so good. So I finally stopped and finished it the next day. So this guy sends me a script. I'm going to pretend that this is what he did, but he didn't do this exactly. He wrote a script that he's shopping called Matrix 10, which is about the Matrix series. That is not what he did. He did it on another franchise, but I'm going to use Matrix, Matrix 10. So he sends me a picture. He goes, I wrote a sequel for Matrix 9 called Matrix 10, and here's what's happening. Okay. I call the guy because he's got a teeny bit of literary experience. He's got a couple of clunkers on his belt. I go, talk to me about this. Who gave you the rights to do this? Because Matrix 9, up to Matrix 9, is a franchise. Said, well, nobody. Then why'd you write it? Well, because I want you to pitch it to them. I said, don't you think, based on the success of that franchise, that they know what writer they want to use? Why would you, why would you waste your time on someone else's franchise? Here's why that's a problem. Apart from the fact that you're doing that, it's stealing. You are basically marketing yourself under someone else's success without permission to do so. Now, it's not technically stealing, but it kind of is because you're because as an agent, I open that up and I go, oh, Matrix 10. This guy must knows must know um, Keanu Reeves and all the, the people involved with Matrix. No, you don't. No, Barbara, I don't. I want you to cold pitch it because we, we had we met some people during Matrix 6, but they died. And so now, okay, that is a connection that's tenuous at best. And when someone pitches me something on the coattails of someone else's success, all I hear is thief. And that is what I'm going to think of you, period. No gray, no pink, black and white. I close the email and I call the guy and I go, didn't you pitch me something like this three years ago? And he goes, yeah, I said, okay. We're done here. But I did something a little different because people are nice to me. So I was nice to him. I said, you obviously can write. Why don't you write something fresh and new? I don't know. Maybe a haunted ice rink where the ghost comes out at night through the ice. I don't know. Obviously, you can write. Why are you doing it with? Okay, so I get another pitch from another guy. Same thing. This is exactly how the email conversation went. Different guy. I'm going to make up. The franchise, okay? Uh, Let's call it Felix the Cat. Dear Barbara, I have an episode for Felix the Cat that you're going to love. Here it is. Here's the pitch. I email back. Who gave you the rights to Felix the Cat? Because everybody gets vetted. Period. Who gave you the rights to Felix the Cat? Well, nobody. I'm not asking you to, to find out about the rights. I'm asking you to take this to the studios. Can you take it to the studios or not? That was his email to me. I said, what you are doing is stealing. I cannot take something stolen to a studio. Thank you and goodbye. Okay. The moral of the story is, if you're going to write something, don't steal someone's franchise to do it. It's 
look at it's so uncool I can't even tell you. I sent an e- this guy sent me a pitch. And I have a standard boilerplate letter that I send to people when there's a pitch that interests me. And this guy's pitch interested me. And there's two sentences in my e- in my email boilerplate that says, "Did you know that most scripts sell for between 500 and 1000 dollars to unproduced writers? If you're looking for big bucks, yeah, me too." The dr- the writer had the audacity He's cold pitching me now. Okay. I'm an agent. Not, you know, I'm not some person on the street going, Hey, I could sell you a script for a dollar. I've earned my shingle. I'm not big. I'm not small, but I'm sincere and I'm good at what I do. And here's the better part. I'm learning every day. Every day I learn more and more and more and more and more. Every day I trust more and more and more and more, but every day I mistrust more and more and more. So what I've become is, what I always was, as you kids know, is I'll hold your balloon, but I my feet are on the ground. This guy responds like this. Now, mind you, I don't know him. You say that most scripts sell for between $500 and $1,000. Gee, comma, I guess I better take that $75,000 offer I got on one of my scripts. <clears throat> You're trolling the internet for an agent and you got $75,000 for a script? Here was my answer. Really? Are you sure that was enough? I said to him, what's the total PP? He goes, PP, what's PP? I said, no, you tell me what P. And I, because I was, obviously I was vetting him. I was testing him. He's full of baloney. He was lying. And even if he wasn't lying, if his budget is 5 million and over, guess what? 75 grand ain't enough. I wouldn't, I would have wrote it for more. So the moral of the story is when you think you're being a hot shot, to an email, don't bother because we, what we do is we end up doing, well, you can, because you give me material for my show, but don't do that because it, first of all, it's impolite. I was trying to find out, I I, I said to him, are you sure 75,000 is enough? I was trying to get him to talk to me and honest to God, I was so surprised at the snarkiness. Finally, I said to him, aren't you the writer that fill in the blanks? I, I checked him out online and it was a different last name. And I said, aren't you the writer that so-and-so? He goes, no, I think you have me confused with someone else. I said, apologies. I'm going to pass on your project. The moral of the story is I will never read a pitch from this guy again. Never, ever. I can't trust him. You don't say that to an agent you don't know, especially online. Pick up the phone, call the office. Say, hey, can I talk to Babs real quick? I'm not sure I understand the email. And I will absolutely take your call. If I'm not there, I'll call you back. Honest to God, that so shocked me. It it really took my breath away. Okay, I'm going to wrap the show up, kids, because we went over time. But that's because I missed you. Um, If you're an everyday person, meaning like me, and you want to write, please write for the joy of the experience of the interaction with other people, banging around story ideas, and having fun with it. Because if you are not... If you're not sweating through the fun and you're going, you know what I mean by good work that, that really pushes you past what you think you can do. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's in the artist's way. You know, this, this craft of writing buzzsaw chops were our own worst enemy. But I tried writing a script. I think I may have told you that. It's almost done. I have, I've been working on this script just because I want to be able to say to you, I tried it and did it. I may not succeed in, in getting anything in, in getting it sold or set up or anything. But I have to tell you, the experience was worth it because I have such empathy 
for what you do and, and sympathy too. But I so admire you for doing it in my heart. I wish you could see me right now, Michael. I'm holding, holding my heart and closing my eyes and just saying, oh my gosh, the fact that you guys even try to do this is so brave. It's so difficult, but it could be so rewarding. Remember, when you write a movie script and you pitch it, all you are saying to me is, hey, Babs, I have a 560 credit rating, but I want $2 million from the bank. Can you get that for me? Uh, no. What's your collateral? I don't have any. Bye. All you're asking me for is a bank loan. That is literally what the transaction is. You pitch me. You have no credits. You write a big, big, big ticket feature like a period piece. I'm sorry. There was no one here to take your call right now. Please leave a message after the tone. But bye. Write me a single location in a subway car, in a haunted icy lake, at a haunted with a with a cabin. And these kids keep coming to the lake, and maybe there's a ghost there, and maybe only one person sees it. I don't know, but it's one location. Everybody goes out, shoots it, frees their asses off. Oh, guess what? It goes viral, and they shot it for a hundred thousand. Yay! Guess what you have? You have credit. Fame is irrelevant. Credits matter. Paychecks matter. Okay? When you get right down to it, you're asking a perfect stranger, moi, for a bank loan. I'm not taking your script out unless it's low budget. I'm not going to do it unless you're credited. Then that changes things, but not a lot. I have two writers I'm looking at this week. One of them, amazing, very busy, has no agent. He doesn't really think he needs one. Well, he does because he does, but he doesn't have to have one and neither do you. I mean, seriously, you don't. You got ink tip, you got um, tracking board. You got, I don't think you can post on tracking board unless you're in the industry. But anyway, there's places, Talentville. I mean, there's st- script hub. He's going to, you know, give you an access to producers. We're going to look at, there's so many places you, you don't need an agent. And everybody that I talk to, who the few people, have, the 10 people that I know that have asked me this question, um, all of whom are still alive, but do have a black eye because I punched them. Why do I need an agent? Oh my gosh, you have no idea. With the digital world and the internet and streaming, everything is changing so fast. Even Ed and I have a hard time keeping up and we're immersed in this stuff. This is Babs for Babs Buzz. Reminding you that we're still here. Michael's here with me and I'm here. Michael's bear is waving at me. He's got a little he's got a little picture of a polar bear that's waving at me. It's positively adorable. You should post that on the Babs Buzz site. By the way, Michael, you should know this. Babs Buzz is so popular, we took down our Silva Patella Agency website. So those of you out there who know about the Babs Buzz uh, Facebook page, you all have access to me. You can private message me right there or you know you can email Michael. You can post a question there. I will take pitches, private messages there, right there. Uh, this is Babs for Babs Buzz, reminding that, reminding you that I am here and Michael's here and that we care about you as writers. We are on the hunt for looking for new material because Michael gets money if I find something through the site. He gets a lot of money. He gets a whole dollar. Remember to write. Remember to keep writing and do your rewrites. I wrote a script. It's a horrible experience. Peace. 